Hi, everybody, and welcome to Agitator. My name is J. David Osborne. That's Kelby Losak hanging out in his car with his day one, Marcus. We've got Kawasaki on the program. We're going to be talking Shonen Jump this evening. How is y'all's Labor Day going? We'll start with Kawasaki. Man, very relaxed, just chilling, you know, hanging out, not working. Usually I'm, out, usually I'm working a job where I have to work on Labor Day. This is the first Labor Day I've had off in a while. That's what's up. Yeah, I haven't worked uh, a Labor Day in years, but I remember that shit used to piss me off. I used to work at a at a Safeway. It's like a grocery store on the West Coast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to work every Labor Day then just scanning people's shit. But today I am the one who went to the grocery store. <laughs> so the, the tables have flipped. The student has become the master. Um, yeah, I'm over here. I'm just playing... Uh, I've been hooked on this Tomb Raider reboot from 2013. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I'm just about through it. I uh I got a lot of exploring left to do though. This always happens with me when I finish games the first time through. I get done and PlayStation tells me, you know, you finished 21% of the game. I'm like, fuck. That doesn't really count, you know. Yeah, the little bare bones stories. But there's yeah. a fine line. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to I, I try to find as many tombs as I can and, and raid them appropriately because I like the puzzles. That's actually the part of the game I like the most. I like it more than the uh, action element, even though the the action is really good in this game. The set pieces are good. The uh, the gameplay is really good. Uh, I play I play every game on hard mode because of Dark Souls has ruined me for easy modes. I feel like I'm coasting too much if I play shit on like normal or easy. I like that. It gets fucking hard towards the end because the enemies start hitting you with assault rifles, and if they if they catch you, it's pretty much a wrap. So I've I've been it's slow going, but I'm having a really have good you time. tried have you tried flashing cities? Is that an option? That should be an option. The you know a nude raider update patch from back oh, in the day. It's a PC version for real. Hey, yep. Call back to the triangle. I was reading today about how uh, back in the day, men used to, uh, you know, go crazy if they saw a woman's ankle and, you know, they would cover up the feet on, uh, on couches because the curves were too suggestive of a sensuous <laughs> woman's curves. And that reminds me of being 12 and seeing like the blocky ass Laura Croft Tomb Raider shit being like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely goon to this later. But <laughs> I yeah, for real. Stuff was I'm just busting in my jinkos. Right <laughs> in my jinkos. <laughs> it's a great segue because one of the first images that had me just baffled and hooked on Shonen Jump was was sexy jutsu from Naruto, the very oh, first yeah. Naruto. And um, it jumped off the page. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to look this up. How do you spell this? Sexy, sexy jujitsu. Like, like jujitsu, but like sexy, sexy jujitsu. J U T S U. It's wild that you got a little teenager, you got a little twelve-year-old boy turning into like a gaggle of naked hoes. Yeah. And people just losing their shit over that. Oh my god. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see younger, younger David. Uh, you know, trying like in my notebook, like drawing this just without the clothes, like just copying it, but with no clothes. We had uh, the the original had so, no clothes. Oh, yeah, really? the, yeah. the Shonen yeah. Jump version has yeah. no clothes. Yeah, it's covered by like smoke and like yeah. her hair. It's very explicit for what you would call a you know a young kids magazine. 
So uh, a fun theory about that, uh, the sexy jitsu, was that <clears throat> Jiraiya, the only reason he actually trained Naruto besides being Minato's son was that he could do the sexy jitsu. So Jiraiya could just watch him be 15 <laughs> different naked chicks and, it's, and just, you know, get off on his little pervy shit. That's mad like, that's creepy. A, oh, I mean, Jiraiya was mad pervy. So, I mean, it's not a stretch, you know. But yeah. So it's really know. not. Especially because <laughs> Naruto would have the amount of chakra to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Whenever. Just, I'm um, feeling down. Go ahead and hit that little jitsu. Nosebleed <laughs> shot off. Like <laughs> yeah, We all know what that nosebleed was. Oh, yeah, we all know. <laughs> no, I had to, I had to ask uh, Kelby. I was like, man, what is Shonen Jump? Like, what is that? Uh, he was like, like basically manga. I was like, oh, because I, I thought I was going to come into this not really knowing anything about it. And when he said that, I was like, well, shit, yeah. No, that's, yeah, okay, say less. I was a little nervous coming in, guys. You're, you don't have to be nervous on the Agitator podcast. It's 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 oh, no. a, it's it's a laid back. We're all friends here. Uh, where where does so Shonen Jump is the is the company? It's a magazine, right? I know it's a magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does what does Shonen mean? It, it's a genre of comic books for an anime for a young boy demographic. Okay. Typically, you're you're six or seven year old to like fourteen year old, and then you have seinen, which is like a, uh, an older version. Is your your berserk battle royale manga fall into like seinen category? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then there's, I know that there's a, there's yaoi. I'm familiar with that word. Yeah. Uh, and then there's hentai is anime though, right? Hentai is just the anime genre. Like hentai uh, is like, yeah, it's like porn, it's but like, anime. It's like Urats, Uratsuki Doji and stuff like that. Uh, Wicked City, stuff like that would be considered mm-hmm. hentai. And then... You have Shoujo. Shoujo, you, what's that? Shoujo is like the same demographic as Shonen, but uh, girls. So you're Sailor you, Moons. You. Uh-huh, okay. And then they uh-huh. have romancy type which is bishoujo which is a little older okay right on and so kawasaki's claim here is that shonen jump manga had an influence on culture which is a big statement right i mean it's you know it's not just he's not just saying japanese culture right you're saying american culture you're saying entertainment as a whole was influenced by this so i'm interested in your theory here hit us with it my theory is like because there were so many so many influential properties that pass through it mm-hmm. that the nature of it kind of shaped what those properties went on to do. So like, you know, you had Dragon Ball Z that started out in Shonen Jump and dude who was drawing it, Akira Toriyama was starting to age. So he started to get, you know, an editor. He got these people to continue the story. And then ultimately he wanted to quit and then create, he came out of retirement to do, resurrection f after dragon ball evolution failed so fucking hard Mm -hmm. uh one piece that guy just decided to just keep going to just keep drawing and in this same weekly format from shonen jump um but both of those went on to basically be gigantic mascots like huge properties 
because of the serialization because of how widely known like you know these little shonen jumps i'm finding them everywhere now people are trying to sell them at garage sales and stuff people are trying to sell them at vintage stores and find out a lot more people read these and knew about this stuff from a young age than you know than we thought right because it wasn't taught because i remember when i was in high school like junior high and high school in the early 2000s i remember anime in particular being looked at as kind of like kid shit because it's linked to the whole like body pillow uh you know kind of nerd culture but Mm -hmm. now that i'm an adult and i do this show i'm finding uh other relatively well-adjusted you know 25 to 35 year olds they all know this shit right everybody knows it so it's kind of like and it doesn't matter what they were doing in high school like i know you were a football player like it's it it doesn't really seem to to matter right it kind of crossed and so it's like everybody was looking at it and but nobody was kind of talking about it no i feel like the origins of it were very skewed whereas american tv you could just see like oh they just put that on television Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but comic book roots of it a lot of people just were phased in in different you know some people got into dragon ball z because dragon ball z budokai the video game Mm -hmm. some people got into Yu-Gi-Oh. most people got into Yu-Gi-Oh through the card game but both of these things were huge mega properties that come from this shonen jump format out of the you know this company viz as an active talent for spotting these mega properties, these future mega properties. But yeah, no, a lot of these, so they they hit in multiple generations as well from like, uh, they had Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball Z. Um, they had the original big three. Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball Z, they had, they hit with Bleach. They hit with Naruto. They what was Yu uh, Yu uh, Hakusho? That one's new to me. It's new to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelby, did you watch Yu Yu Hakusho at all? Kelby is getting rolling at the moment. <laughs> all right, Yu Yu Hakusho is about a young boy named Yusuke Hirameshi who dies in a car accident trying to save a little boy. The, the rest of his life before this has been pretty inconsequential and he's pretty much a delinquent. Mm-hmm. And um, he just gets in fights all the time, but he's really good at fighting. You, you already know. He's a bad attitude kid, but mm-hmm. he dies trying to save a kid, so the uh, King Yemma or Koenma, I'm tripping, I'm getting them mixed up with Naruto with the Dragon Ball Z guy. Koenma, basically the king of the underworlds, basically gives him a second chance, become a spirit detective and help him solve cases and fight de- demons that are harming the balance between spirit world and earth and possibly get his life back. And he discovers he just goes on a long adventure, discovers he has he's a reincarnation of an ancient demon god and all that normal shonen stuff. Dude, it's such I love these plots, man. I love the I love the formula of it. It's kind of the formula that's used by stuff like Harry Potter, right? You know, you have a kid who lives underneath the stairs, finds out that he's a really important person in wizard world. Um, but I love that. I do love that formula, especially the idea that a character dies and becomes an otherworldly kind of like the crow, right? Somebody gets killed and then kind of comes back or doesn't really come back, but, you know, evolves into this kind of form where he's able to, uh, 
you know, fight otherworldly beings and shit like that. It's such a cool, it's so simple, but it works really well. And it reminds me a lot of this, uh, this book that I've been reading about the concept of worlding, which is, um, it's different from storytelling because creating a world is something that can exist after your death, basically kind of like what happened with Kentaro Mira and Berserk. That shit keeps going because he created a world and he kind of designed a, you know, a structure for it to continue allegedly. Right. Um, but this book is basically all about the, the different ways that you create an enduring world that, you know, has multiple characters, has its own rules, follows its own rules. And I feel like manga is a lot better at that than, uh, than American comics. Cause American comics are always like rebooting. So you'll, you'll have like, you know, Thor, but now she's a chick like that kind of thing. Um, but manga just seems to keep going endlessly right it's not so much reboots it's just a continuing kind of soap opera story oh shit what now there's two of you there's two kawasaki's in here <laughs> what happened? I, was, I was trying to do that without getting noticed i was trying to do the clone jitsu <laughs> <laughs> no i had to switch to my phone because the wi-fi on my computer is spotty right now so I'm, okay. I uh, was hearing you robot for a second in the middle of that, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to affect the quality of the podcast. But. Oh, right on. I appreciate that. Did you kind of get what I was saying, though, from the through the robot voice? Uh, some of it more towards the end. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what? long story short, I like this idea that manga world in building. particular. Yeah, the world building and also just the fact that American movies and comics seem to be obsessed with rebooting. I mean, I'm playing a reboot of Tomb Raider right now, which is cool. Uh, but comic books in particular, how many times can you reboot Thor and Spider-Man and Captain America and shit like that? But manga just keeps going. It's a continuous story that, that's been created to kind of go on endlessly. It's more like a almost soap opera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the soap uh, opera format. Levels. Yeah. Where, where like... It, they bring in these new aspects and throw things against the wall to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if they do it anymore, but I know they used to do a lot of fan polls and it would affect the writer's decisions on which characters stayed in the story based on whom the fans were voting for in these polls. That's, that's super tough. So I actually, I actually know a little bit about that from Dragon Ball Z when Gohan had his little run, that movie and a little series that was just about Gohan being a superhero. And it, it wasn't that it failed, but people really were uh, attaching to it. Like, they thought they were. And then it just kind of, because it was setting up Gohan to be the next GOAT. And it just did not work. Like, people didn't want to see Gohan at that stage go to that next level. They wanted to bring those main characters back. And that was a long time ago, like, I don't know if it was a poll back then, but I do know like public, uh, how do I say it? Like what the people wanted to see wasn't what they were bringing and they made a very sudden halt on it. Yeah, that was mainly the story of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Z was supposed to transition Gohan into the main character, but it was repeated character polling that had mm-hmm. Goku and Vegeta miles above everybody else every time, every month oh, yeah. for years. <laughs> Which one's your favorite out of the two? 
I'm a Vegeta fan for, for sure. Thank God, people, somebody else that understands, bro. Everybody chooses Goku, but Vegeta is that dude. Like, sorry, I like Dragon Ball Z quite a bit. That's <laughs> all good, man. Turn up. Now, Vegeta has an edge to him that makes him way more of a realistic type of character. Yeah. And there's a lot more to learn from his writing. It just sticks with you growing up. Everybody likes Vegeta, or everybody likes Goku as a kid, but I feel like growing up, you got to realize Vegeta's the real person. Low-key, because if you were to live, like, I don't know if y'all look at um, manga or anime, like, at a, not a personal level, but kind of, like, switch positions. Like, let's think about their lifestyles. Like, if you grew in Vegeta's lifestyle, you would be like Vegeta. Like, it would make criminal, sense. Basically. Yeah, like, it would make sense. Goku, you're an alien that came to Earth and found some pervy old guy that showed you martial arts. And then you just continued getting better and better. And you're pure. You don't, like, you're not evil at all. Like, no matter what happens, no matter how many people try to kill you, it doesn't matter. You just stay on that. That's just not realistic for, I guess, a human. Yeah, maybe he hit his head really hard. But then, maybe. I don't know. It's good. It's good anime plot armor. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of the tropes of old shonen anime is just just gigantic plot gapes Mm -hmm. and power scaling issues. I can definitely, uh, I think that's one of the biggest problems with Dragon Ball Z trying to compare power scaling to different animes because the, like, the level that they are at is just, I mean, there's no realistic terms to it. Like, you're, you're too far gone to try to compare to an anime like a Naruto, where these are people that happen to be extremely skilled. Then you have, like, Dragon Ball Z. These are, I mean, Vegeta was blowing up planets at, 11 and 12 years old with ease. You know, we can look into the late Naruto and even into the Baruto, the continuation. I mean, they're still not able to do that. And that gets to uh, what we were talking about earlier is like how long these these manga and anime properties go for. You got to mm-hmm. keep up in the scale and up in the scale. And next thing you know, what, what was mountain level is now planetary, is now galaxy levels. Mm-hmm. Just to keep it, now, just to keep it interesting. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, as bo- many fillers that's in Baruto, I do think they did a good job bringing it, like nerfing uh, Naruto and Sasuke to bring it back down to continue the show. Because I mean, how much farther could you really keep going up? Well, I mean, that's as been in- learning from Dragon Ball Z, right? Mm-hmm. That that's evolution of the uh, actual art. Because if, if they would have listened to the Naruto fans, there wouldn't even be a Boruto. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think I think anybody that watched Naruto from Naruto into Shippuden wanted an adult, like not Boruto, but wanted that that little time skip. That's what we wanted. But we got Boruto, so I mean, is what if you it think is. about it, if you think about it, though, it makes sense for all of them to have kids immediately after a war. I mean, yeah, it really does. I mean, we all just lost everything. We might as well. Like, and they did have that to, movie in between. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you good. When it comes to Goku and Vegeta and Goku being this super-powered alien, 
who's able to, uh, you know, continually level up and face all of his challenges versus the much more human Vegeta. Um, it's interesting, right? Because I see what you guys are saying and I don't know the show as well as y'all do. So I actually don't, I don't have a favorite one way or the other, but it's interesting, right? Because Vegeta in particular kind of needs that foil of Goku for his character to be who mm-hmm. that character is, you know, because without oh, Goku, yeah. he would just be, you know, it wouldn't, it he wouldn't have still been, way. yeah, he'd have still been where he was if Goku would have never, you know, if they would have never fought, Vegeta would have got stronger, but it wouldn't have been to the level. But I mean, Vegeta, it's like Vegeta at the height of his reign, technically, if you think about it, he wasn't free because the Saiyans were literally just basically house you know how people go in and clear out a house after like they would come out clear the populations of planets after frieza would buy them Mm -hmm. so they really they didn't have he was a regular person on earth and having a household is being in charge of way more of his life than he ever was yeah and he's a, a house dad so what's funny about that character development is the reason of the character development. The reason he got a family, the reason he started being a house husband was because Goku always bested him and he never knew what he had that he didn't. Because Goku is an idiot and Vegeta is a a legitimate genius. But Goku had a family. To Vegeta, that had to be what he never had. So when he got it, it did boost him, but... I just think it's funny the reason. I can't beat this guy, so let me see what he's doing. I'm gonna go get the richest girl. Richest girl on the planet. You might as well. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna kill killer boy. But um a lot of those shown a lot of those tropes from that comic bled into the more manga in Shonen Jump, which bled into manga as a whole. And now you see it rhyme everywhere. And you see it in properties that aren't manga too. You see it in American properties now. Like what? What's a good example of that? I was gonna. I was trying to think of that, so I would have that just in case you asked that, because I wanted to back this claim up very solidly. But I, I'm blanking. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me of the RPG model in video games, at least, right? I mean, I guess you. I guess you kind of have it in. Um, well, kind of like Kawasaki, like how you are in Tekken Seven, right? Where you have a what is it? A hundred and five thousand. Tekken points on your character like it's 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 there in video especially the scaling issues and and constantly updating it i know that call of duty is coming out with new storylines every month and i guess tekken is too they were trying to sell me on some like the continuing tekken story that i could download um so it keep it i guess that's still a japanese property and not american but i think that the way that I see comics right now, American comics, is that they could actually learn something from uh, from these like Shonen Jump manga, uh, where it's like you know just just keep upping the scales. I like you get to a, a certain point in American comics where you have you know the Crisis on Infinite Earths and uh, you know and everybody dies and you know you've you, I don't do you guys remember the Amalgam stuff? where DC and Marvel mixed. So you had like Dark Claw, mm-hmm. which was Wolverine and uh, Batman mixed together. Like, yeah. Like they've, they've tried every every gimmick 
that they could, but what they don't actually seem to have is uh, stories that that can just keep continuing. Because you said uh, Shonen Jump was weekly or monthly. In America, it's monthly, but it's in Japan, it's weekly. Uh huh. Right. So right. they would they would drop off a chapter or two, and the uh, the manga would run. They would run eight mangas with one or two chapters each. In the American version, there's three, four, five. Where's they would just do one chapter each in Japan. In the American versions, there's between two and four chapters of every manga. So it's thicker. Got you. Got you. Yeah, and I I like that form of storytelling. I wonder what like that never really caught on though in America, that weekly serialized storytelling. It's always seemed to be monthly for us. And we get, you know, an issue that's about 22 pages, including ads. And uh I don't know. I just think that I like the weekly thing because it kind of keeps the the creators are are kind of always working and seeing where they're gonna go. I'm sure these guys, you know, there's notorious stories of these people being wildly, you know, overworked and stressed out because they have to, you know, keep doing this every week. But then there's other stories of, you know, like they just, I know that with Berserk coming, Berserk used to come out in a magazine called Young Animal. And uh, that was a, obviously a seinen magazine. I don't think yeah. that was every every week though. I think, I think Miura got to the point where he dropped a, he would drop a Berserk chapter just whenever he felt like it. The way I look at it is like, it's like professional sports. Yeah, uh, if you really look at it, you could say they're burnt out and overworked because the things they're asked to do are actually quite ridiculous. But the w- amount of people that want to do it, they make it. You can't out. You can't not outwork them. If that makes sense, like there's gonna be a young hungry dude that wants to draw manga and he's willing to break his back for eighty hours a week. For mm-hmm. like twenty dollars a page, I think they get paid. It's it's so you can't you can't demand better work conditions, and it kind of just spiral to a point where like, if you're not outworking the competition, then you're gonna lose. So twenty dollars a page every week, they're putting out twenty pages or something like that. That's like four hundred bucks. I mean, I guess that's sort of a it's not a, it's not enough to be middle class but i'm assuming they're doing other things at the same time they're probably doing multiple mangas right like these guys must just wake up and go to the drawing board and just work all day this must be their entire yeah. lives a lot of these guys are drawing between 16 and 20 hours a day on regular days so i and have a question what's up i didn't mean to interrupt you but uh, you with, with the rate that is being put out like in america i know when i was up to date on the different uh shows animes that i was on it was once a month so you had to wait a month but in japan you only had to wait a week do you think that if if animes dropped weekly that anime i know it's a big thing now but like when we were a little bit younger or I, when i was younger it wasn't quite as big if you watched it you watched it shouldn't really talk about it unless you knew who you were talking to watched it do you think that would have changed the view on uh when we were say earlier in the 2000s on anime if it would have came out so frequently maybe it could have kept more people into it american television rights holders something on that long i don't know they always were weird about anime they would run it at late night spots Mm -hmm. they never really gave it a proper chance and it still it still took over culture 
Yeah. So I think, yeah, with a little bit of more of a primetime focus, I think it would have happened earlier. I could agree with that. I, I just love how now it's actually taken over. And if you watch anime, it's not seen as a weird thing anymore. It's just like, oh, you watch anime too. Because right? I think a lot of us watched anime, but I think it was just one of those things you didn't talk about necessarily. Unless it was like the big ones, the Dragon Ball, uh, Naruto. If you didn't watch, if you watched other ones, it was kind of, I, I don't know, tabooish, at least where I was from. Well, there's a thing too about, I used to know kids who were really into anime and there was always this line between people who were able to watch anime casually and it not mm-hmm. be an issue. And then there were always those kids who would talk like anime characters. I don't know if y'all had them in, in your school, but they were, they were yeah, bullied yeah, pretty we mer- mercilessly. Um, Cause I mean, that's would... kind of their fault though. I'm, I'm <laughs> it is, it is, right. but but it speaks to, you know, the fact that you don't really see, uh, you know, people who kids who really like sports didn't talk like John Madden. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people who were really into. Well, I guess that's, you know, I guess people who are really into music and skating and stuff, they affected the the fashion, the way of speaking, the mannerisms of, you know, say you were into skating, you'd probably dress in like an element shirt. And you probably, you probably had a board, you probably had some DCs and, but like, um, but basically the anime one is, is really tricky because it's a, it's voice actors who are trying to get their, uh, their mouths to semi match up with mouths that are moving to Japanese. So it was a really strange Mm -hmm. cadence, especially when people would get powered up. They'd be like, oh, I'm getting really pissed off and I'm powered up. I'm going to fucking suck your dick, you know? Like, um, <laughs> but so when when kids talk that way, it's kind, it was kind of like theater speak. It's kind of, kind of like theater kids speak, uh, mm-hmm. but just, just like a worse version of that. So now those kids are, you know, well, I guess they're our age. I knew one guy who was really into anime. He's in jail for the rest of his life. Um, but damn yeah yeah shocker yeah he was really he was really into it he had he had a corgi that he named ein and uh you know i would go over to visit him as an adult and he would have anime posters everywhere but he just uh you know his life just kind of fell apart because he got way too into uh well drinking and smoking weed and driving around and he fucking committed vehicular manslaughter on somebody and Mm. Yeah, went to went to went to jail so i always feel bad for that guy but i think that i think that there is an element and I, i'll cop to this right because i definitely am a sociable person i'm an extroverted person but i i do have i'm kind of like strange i'm not autistic but i'm kind of strange but people who have that a little bit of the tism definitely <laughs> gravitated toward, toward toward anime right so hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on i gotta interject a little bit right here because i've I've been waiting on to say this but do you think it's because of anime's relatability that some of these kids and people took it to that level because like you were saying just because you played football doesn't mean you talk like john madden or joe madden or like you know what i'm saying you (laughs) skateboarded you didn't 
My bad, man. Like, I'm not... <laughs> and you know what's bad about that? You know what's bad about that? I actually played college football. That's what's bad about Joe that. Madden. Joe you played college football. You said Joe Madden. Hey, I was an NCAA nigga, you know. I didn't really like uh, Madden. That dude that <laughs> committed vehicular manslaughter should have read initial D. Oh, what, why? Why? What happens in initial D? Oh, it's just about driving. It's a driving. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> 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 he has something to relate to. Very relatable. But, but on, on a serious note, like anime is relatable. Like you can watch it and you can relate to it in some sort of personal way. So I think that might have to do with why those kids would choose and I'm going to talk like I'm in anime instead of like a coach talking or like a a professional skater talking. Like You're not going to copy the way he talks. You might copy the way he skates, but... Yeah, 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 that's true. No, that's true. But here's the thing, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. Yeah, go ahead. Marcus, so you said that anime is relatable, right? Now, last time you were on this podcast, you you openly admitted that you're a sociopath who uh, who yeah. feels no regret about anything. Uh, do you think that there's a connection there? Because so, sociopathy has to be a form of autism, right? Like the inability. So. Well, you don't have the ability to feel sorry <laughs> for anything. So, well, I mean, so it's not. It's not. Maybe, it's not. Okay, it's not quite that. It's if I like if I see like a, somebody with no legs trying to do something like walk i mean i feel bad for him like damn that sucks like but if i'm the like if i'm the person that cut their legs off no fuck it Uh, you know it sucks to suck i don't know what to tell you like you know what i mean that is such an interesting way to put it so if you see somebody if you see somebody with no legs you think oh man that poor guy but if you cut someone's legs off you think uh it's what just what had to happen have fun in your yeah, rascal I mean, scooter for the rest of your life so, like uh, I, I have the one like i don't feel guilt it's not that i don't like i don't know uh empathy it's just i don't feel guilt for my actions oh okay okay i just okay. know right from wrong like <laughs> okay oh okay okay that clears it up a bit thanks for talking about saying- your your mental disorder on the oh, yeah. you're saying oh, yeah. he doesn't do anything that he requires guilt for maybe no, I no, God, that, no. If you knew me personally, God, no. Oh, no. Kelby, come back to that one. Oh, no, yeah, he should definitely. Uh, I, I, I ruined it. Not as much. It's weird. It might be a little sexist, but it's weird. Because, like, dudes, like, I mean, unless, like, if you're my, like, friend, like, and I consider you in my, like, main social group, like, I go out the way not to do anything that I would feel is wrong in any way. Females, A, free game. Like them, them free game. You hurt them, mess their whole mental life up, mental mm-hmm. health up for the rest of their mm-hmm. life. I mean, it mm-hmm. is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. We had fun. Right. First right. pound to move on. Like, <laughs> I see. You're permanently see. damaged, and we had a good time. Charges to the game. Exactly. <laughs> see, he get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really see anything wrong with that. I'm on your side in this one. Um, awesome. One day you're gonna meet somebody you really like. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I have met uh, a few females, which I, you know, the games kind of came, came to a halt because, mm-hmm, you know, I mm-hmm. actually wanted to make something with it. 
But yeah. if I like, if it's not one of them, oh, it's ah, it's games the whole time. Well, I mean that that makes a lot of sense though because, you know, in a weird way, I kind of, I kind of wish that I could be more like that because I I do deal with a ton of but I deal with guilt over stupid shit that's not even stuff that anybody cares about. Like I'll just wake up some mornings just feeling guilty and I don't even know why. Like what what did I even do? I haven't done anything wrong in, in years. I'll just I'll just wake up and be like, my phone is made by slaves. There we go. Yeah, I'll find something that just upsets me. I'm like, man, my phone is made by sleep. But uh, so I'm trying, like, actually talking to to you and to, to Kelby over time, I think has really helped to alleviate some of that guilt because you do just have to kind of say, like, well, I'm only going to ever be in this body in this lifetime. So mm-hmm. why the why would I fucking care? What what? you guys think it doesn't matter not you guys but but like people yeah yeah but with that same mindset you have to understand like i like for me personally i'm doing okay i'm doing pretty good in life so like i don't have any like major struggles that are detrimental to my life or lifestyle but i also understand if i did and nobody cared i can't get mad at it because i know how i think like, but that's healthy. That's healthy. People need to start understanding that nobody gives a fuck about their problems. That would take care of like 90% of Twitter, like right yeah. off the bat. 100%. Thanks. Because a lot of this, a lot of like, I mean, student loan debt forgiveness, you know, we're, we're all having to bear the brunt of people not wanting to pay for. Hey, I'm one of them people. Like, I don't necessarily agree with my taxes going up, but if they want to <laughs> pay my shit, Go ahead, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been planning for the last, you know, five years how I'm going to pay this. But hey, if I can get it forgiven, I'll... Now, and that's where it gets weird because not everybody feels like that. I don't necessarily feel like it. It just benefits me, so I'm, I'm okay with it. It's like, cool, it's like, but this might not be the smartest true. idea. Like... It's the people that know. took out student loans to get gender studies degrees. So I'm, I don't want to pay Yeah, fuck them. Fuck that. That's just, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to go get carried away. <laughs> get us carried away. <laughs> nah, the gender, look, I, how'd you find out about the genders in your studies? <laughs> I, I think I have a very uh, unpopular opinion on it because it's, my opinion is very simple. Uh, do what you want to do. I don't have to fuck with you. That's like, like for me, the only real, I guess, opposition is the trans community. If you a dude, but you look like a chick, and I find out you're really a dude, and I don't want to fuck with you no more, it, that just should that should be what it is. Like there shouldn't be like, well, you're transphobic. You're, no, I'm not. I just don't like dudes. Like there's so I mean, many there's dudes things. out here that'll. That'll, you know, they'll do it. It's not me. Like, there's so much fucked up shit that has to happen for it to get to that point too. Like the the uh, being deceptive. Yeah, and it, that point. they don't like taking accountability for that part. Like, or for most things, but yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Similar to the super being super super into anime, there's a huge crossover with autism and that. Yeah, yeah, and anime and video games. It's all yeah. it's all it's all part of the same soup. 
but I think it's when people get too hyper into anything. Like whenever, whenever somebody's willing to make something eighty percent of their personality, we should probably look in their direction once yeah. or twice. Right, right. That's really well, true I, too. That 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 lays over what we were just talking about. It runs perfectly with that. Yeah, you if you're if your gender identity is most of your life, then yeah, I mean, what's the difference between looking at yeah, what's the difference between looking at that and then looking at somebody that makes anime eighty percent of their life? Identity is something that's kind of kind of should remain on the sub level. It's kind of like just a a product of the, of a lot of other shit, and you put identity too much at the forefront. Mm. well see the thing that happened the thing that happened in in our lifetimes is that uh people started to people used to just be consumers and there was a hierarchy involved where you would have mega corporations that sold products to people and then at a certain point social media came around and turned people into products themselves but they didn't just turn people in into products they turned people into their own bosses so this is the trap of the freelance uh, self-made you know hustle mindset right is that what you actually do is you internalize the master slave dialectic within yourself where you are both your own master and your own slave you're your own product and your own creator right and it bec- becomes this ouroboros spiral snake eating its own tail uh self-absorbed bullshit right like now there is only the atomized the influencer the influencer the atomized self right who is both a person selling something and the product that is being sold and when that happened when that shift happened narcissism and narcissism doesn't even begin to cover it right because narcissism is essentially self self-obsession that is rooted in self-hatred right this is something Mm -hmm. different that is self-obsession that's rooted in a desire to sell oneself like a product off of the assembly line it's a new flavor that people haven't come up with a new word for yet and that that's why people even if they're not making any money off of it because they spend so much time on social media they're aping this this economic dynamic that's brand new, right? Where it's like, look, mm-hmm. where they're curating their lives and they're fucking, uh, you know, trying to get people to just pay attention to buy, in. to buy in, right? Even if it's not do- like this is this was a huge thing that happened for me where I found out that I really want to make money uh, and I don't give a fuck about clout or likes or attention. Like I could be, I could be the mysterious man in the back room somewhere who's counting all the money while other people do this shit um because yeah i don't want any part of this uh you know this this self-selling and this self-absorption and what what about me what about what about my art what about my uh you know my influence on the world i'm gonna make a mark and it's like no i'm just i'm just an insanely talented person who can utilize that to make money with other people right i don't have to sell myself in that respect Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it should. It used to be more like that. Like I'm a person independent of this artwork, but the person is part of it now, and that's where you have all of the hyper self identification with. Oh, this is a made by a BIPOC woman of color, stunning and brave, and it's all woven into the fiber of whatever 
the product that they're trying to sell. And then that way they could be like, if you dislike it, then you're transphobic. If you dislike mm-hmm. it, then you're a racist. Etc. Let me let, let me ask you, Marcus, you're black. Kawasaki, you're black. Let me ask you guys a question as representatives of all black people. Um, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. But as, <laughs> as black people, um, do you guys, whenever you go online and you see white people uh, being really like social justicey, does it does it feel infantilizing? Because it feels like it would be infantilizing to me if like some white dude was explaining to everybody else how you know we have to treat you guys like you know a protected class or something like that oh uh, yeah so, that shit uh, go gets, ahead go ahead. i was gonna say that shit gets on my fucking last nerve and i hate when they when they're saying when they because they openly say shit like uh you know if you do the whole if you ain't vote for biden you ain't black or some shit whatever the fuck they, oh they're like God. They're just so openly brazen about what they think being black is. And I'm not, I just will die before I let them reduce what being black is to what they reduce being a woman is. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they made being a woman wearing skirts, heels, and the lipstick. Like you're not going to turn being black into a feeling. If somebody says yeah. they feel like a woman now, they're a woman. Now. Like, they're not getting rid of that shit. They're not going to say all black people this, all black people that, or anything they can control. Well, I'm alive. Well, I have a slightly di- similar but different stance. So I'm, so I'm mixed. So I'm white and black. So I got to experience both sides growing up and, you know, social. I mean, in public, you, you're still black. But, you know, family-wise, you're mixed. So when they try to generalize that, like, it, it does get on my nerves because, I mean, it just makes every black person seem like, no, we, we just act this way. Like, we're just this. Like, you can feel Black and become Black. Now, I think it's dangerous to, like, take away what it is to be Black, but it also takes away from any color. Like, if you're white, you're white. If you're Black, you're Black. You're Mexican, Mexican. You know, it, it, any race in the world, it just, it takes away to, like, it's a, like uh, Kyle Sagi was saying, make it a feeling then it's really not real anymore. Like, right. There, there has to be Black people that we agree and disagree with. There has to be Black people that are right and wrong. Like that. Or it's, it's just another thing they control. The, yeah, the and I think that's... Is, you got it? And I think that's the problem that we're facing now. And that, you know, if you see somebody being super trying to social justice Black people and somebody, a black person disagrees with them, you know, automatically you're like an Uncle Tom. It's just like, no, bro, you just, I mean, I'm just, like, for example, like, I, uh, they try to make, like, well, black people, they're victims. I'm not a victim, bro. Like, that's, so if I disagree with somebody playing the victim, I'm automatically in the wrong. It's like, no, I just don't agree with you. But exactly. I don't. I don't think that's it's because man, look, the world's a big place, but America is a very weird place because where you go can alter your mindset. Like there are some people in some places where victimization is real. Like the motherfuckers really don't have a say. Like it's them, you know, sundown towns still a, still around that 
okay, well, it's a little bit more real here. But then you have like uh, a city like Houston with country around it where you're just not going to face the same things. There might be a person that is like that, but for the most part, I just, I don't like when people try to use certain things as an excuse of why they didn't make it or why they're not successful. And I think that's like the big idea. Like we need to do this for black people because it's like, because what? Like, yeah, Yeah, the past is fucked up, but like, I mean, right now, like my generation, racism's still there, but it's, it's really dying down. Like, now subtle racism isn't, but like real racism, I don't like you because you're black. Like that's just, it's dying down slowly. So my interpretation of that's just different than say somebody that's 10 years older than me. Plus be a mixed breed, I mean, you kind of get fucked on both sides, so. Yeah, you, you do know, get otherized. You get otherized. It's the same. Me being mixed is similar to growing up with a like a scholastic background, or because I grew up real book smart, real in my class. We need to meet Kawasaki. Oh we God! Oh God! <laughs> it's like we're trying to set that up. Oh, that's a big bet. I'll be there. But yeah, it's like you get looked at as like you're not black enough by mm-hmm. a large group of black people and then with white people, they're not going to look at you like you're not white enough, but they're going to look at you like you don't belong with them mm-hmm. until proven otherwise for the most part. And that's a hard thing. I feel like, look, history is history. So that's part of it. I mean, yeah. we're at a point now where it's starting to change. Those views can still be those views and you still become successful <laughs> in whatever you're yeah. doing. It's like I so, recognize... I recognize the perception difference exists and it might be swayed to be one way because of our history and like because mm-hmm. of negative stereotypes people look at us a certain way but I ch- choose to look at that as a good thing because it gives me uh, a way to separate myself from a group of people I quite frankly don't want to be grouped into like when that when, whenever public is perce- whenever public perception is this group of people acts a certain way I don't really want to yeah. be grouped in with that shit so that that divide that divide existing gives me a way to separate but that also actually proves the point of the main underlying problem say with black people is that because if you're smart i was a smart kid so a lot of say my black classmates would look at me like oh you're just trying to be white it's like no you're just stupid like it's a big difference but the fact that that's a mentality just because you're smart, you're trying to be white. No, nigga, gain some education. Like, we need to, like, I guess as a whole, I mean, as a country in general, we need to flip that, like, if you're smart, you can't. Because that's like, say, uh, a white dude's dumb as rocks. But he's in, a say, a really high-class school. But you're just stupid. You're going to get that same treatment because you're not one of us. Like, why are you here? Yeah, you're white, but why are you here? Yeah. So, like, when black people's like, do I have to be dumb and just a gorilla in these streets to fit in? Like, that. what if that's just not me? Like, everyone of that, like, all of us ain't the same. Like, And that, that goes down to, see, that, I feel like that's one of the biggest problems we'd have to do, deal with. But the way that they don't acknowledge that 
that's the actual problem that we actually have to deal with. But they don't mm-hmm. acknowledge that. They think that it's just Whitey, Whitey trying to kick us down at every given turn or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I like smart people, but I really like retards too. I like I fun. They're fun. I'm I'm yeah. I I'm I'm be all if okay, if you're retarded enough that like I like people that can hold a conversation. You best friends with a there retard. We go. No. Like if you can hold a conversation, because <laughs> look, me I can bring up a story. Me and Kelby, as a you know little uh, white dude came in and we're trying to talk to him, just create conversation, and the dude's just looking at us like he doesn't understand what we're saying, and we're not talking. It was like, what'd you do this weekend? This isn't like a fucking complicated question. Like, <laughs> and he'll look at us and be like, uh, uh. Oh, me and my friends, we uh, we did some cool shit. <laughs> we can't be friends, cause <laughs> we can't be friends, bro. Like I can't, cause I'm gonna be mean. Like I know I'm gonna be rude, cause so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just. Nah, not, but that's not the that's not this. the kind of that's not the kind of retard I'm talking about. That's just a boring person. That's just a that's an NPC, right? I don't fuck with yeah, NPCs yeah, yeah. either. Oh, you talking but, like? Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta have it one retard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good. It's just people who are are completely like, I have a bunch of buddies who are so blissed out and it's like they're on a permanent acid trip, even when they're sober and they just want to play drums and fucking sit in a circle. And one of them, uh, one of my buddies who's like this, he got really into uh, Marxism. So we had a really fun conversation uh, because he was starting to like, realize like, Oh, you know, there's, the, the the production is all in the hands of you know and i'm like yeah yeah but let me let me kind of <laughs> let me just explain explain some things to you because like uh it's it's kind of uh it's kind of just fun to be around people who like one of my best buddies growing up he's still one of my friends he works uh hvac and he's not he's not like he's smart like he's kind of he's kind of like stealthy smart but he affects the, the like the swagger of a retard right mm-hmm. but he's a, but he's a lot of fun dude because he just wants to like vibe out and listen to edm and you know uh keep the conversations really simple and funny and i think that i think that being retarded can be an art form if you do it right uh but an what, art form yeah yeah <laughs> i like that. but but being an NPC is not an art form. An NPC is just a person who was not imbued with a soul upon birth. And I do, I fundamentally, my spiritual beliefs include the very controversial idea that not all people are actually real people. Like there are some people who are just blank. They were not ensouled at birth. Too many bodies, 8 billion people on the planet. There's not enough souls to go around. So they just they're they're just automatons who just kind of do their thing and i know it's like kind of go ahead i want to interject right here Uh, if you if you think we all come from something and we all go to something and the amount of people there are right now it has to naturally be split up and diluted Mm -hmm. at this point yeah yeah so there i you're you're speaking my language because i think there are there are half sold people i think there are many sold people uh i think that they're I think there are I think people can find their soul through work. I think you can, you can find your passion and purpose and creative soul. I think that's possible. I think it's also possible to lose it too through like the like now, now, hold on, hold on. 
I have a, I have a question there. You, you're saying your purpose and your soul you can find, but those are two very different things that you can find and mistake for one for the other. That's true. Uh-huh. That is purpose a good point. might be one thing, but your soul might feel another way. But since you found this, you mistake it as well. I agree. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think that finding, I guess if, if a soul is a cumulative kind of spirit, I think that you can build a facsimile of one through purpose and work. I think that is possible, but I also think that, I also think that people can kind of find it through communion with, uh, you know, like plant spirits, like ayahuasca and shit like that. I think they can be handed a piece of a soul through, through things like that. So I don't disagree with Kawasaki entirely, but I do, I do like the distinction that Marcus made between purpose and soul, right? Because NPCs have a purpose too. Somebody's got to check the groceries. Somebody's got to, you know, work at the 7-Eleven. I'm not saying everybody who works at 7-Eleven doesn't have a soul, <laughs> but a lot of them are retarded <laughs> in, NPCs, right? Like they just, they, they yeah. got nothing, they got nothing going on. There's a guy who works at the 7-Eleven. I was going in there to buy my jewel pods and um, he asked for my ID and I gave it to him and it wouldn't scan on his scanner. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I can't, I can't ring this up. And I was like, I have gray hair. My hair is gray. <laughs> I have, I have crow's feet. I, I look like a beaten down 35 year old father. Uh, my ID clearly says, and it's a real ID. You can look at it. My ID clearly says I was born in 1986. Can, is there a workaround for this? Can you just ring it up as like a no sale and just type in the fucking price, anything? And he's like, oh, nope, this is just the, the rules of the rules. NPCs are, are rules or rules people, right? People who don't follow the spirit or intention or purpose of the rule and just follow the rule to the letter, kind of yeah, like they, un, un, unthinking. They're assisted in culture by things like the machine not being able to handle a sale of alcohol if the ID card isn't scanned. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. the machine can do it all, even though the person discerning should be able to be like, yeah, this dude's in his mid-30s, just left his ID, bro. So like a person, a real person with a soul would be able to intentionally, uh, they would be able to tell the difference. Yeah. I, I went down the that. street to another, I went down the street to another gas station and uh, I did the same thing. And the guy was just like, what's your birthday? And I was like 12, yeah. one and 86. And he was like, all right, cool. You're good. <laughs> cause he, cause he could see that I look like a beaten down piece of shit. He's like, yeah, there's no way this guy's under 21. <laughs> we call it, we call it silver Fox over here. What is yeah, it? I'm, looking, I'm looking pretty good. It's silver. It's like, it's gray uh, right around my temples is where it's starting off. So I think mm. it looks pretty good. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about going gray. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting though. I haven't heard somebody vocalize like the thought that most, like not most people, but a lot of some people are soulless. They're out here. It's, they're almost obstacles or lessons. <laughs> Not even that. It's just like a force of nature. They're just there. Yeah, they're just yeah. there. They're just they're like ants, right? They're in they're ants in a colony, and it doesn't mean that they don't have uh, uh, likes or dislikes or that they can't feel love or hate or anything like that. Because I think that they, mm-hmm. I think that those are all mechanisms of the body that we're in. That's why souls want to get into bodies to feel those things like love and hate, frustration, uh, orgasm, things like that. So it, they still feel all those things, but there's nothing, there's nothing eternal within them. Like when the, yeah. like when you hear some people say like, Oh, I just think that when you die, 
everything goes dark and that's it. It's like, you might be correct for you, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to put it right there. <laughs> for you, that might be the case, but for me, hey, we might see two different things, right? I'm going to the rainbow road, brother. I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be in that great. I, I like to conceive of, of the idea of reincarnation as kind of like the halo in halo, like a ring that circles the planet that you go to. And it's, it's, it's not a well of souls. It's like a halo of souls that you, that's why I think the halo uh, became popular in, in art depicting angels and saints and things like that. Because I think that that's a representation of the kind of eternal churning of souls that are out there just sort of waiting. And I think that when you're in there, you mix and meld and, you know, you come out, the soul that you have is an amalgam of, of the thousands of souls that have lived before you. Right. So you're never quite you again, unless sometimes something goes wrong in the soup and somebody directly comes back down. And that's when you have your Dalai Lamas or your, like your kids who can remember being a fighter pilot and give frighteningly accurate details about the ways that they died when they're three years old. Um, so I don't know how this turned into David's uh, theology. Class, I'm about to say, but- no, I want to, I want to add on this because I just see it or the way I see it is different. I think if you have a soul, like my personal belief is uh, we're here for one lesson and then you're going to keep either repeating Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the same life, the same samsara. You know, yeah, samsara, right? Yeah, it's just like you could be rich one time, you could be completely poor the next time. It's a certain lesson that you have to learn, and you learn. Say, if you learn, you go see this is where it gets a little blank. You go somewhere, like I don't, I mean, different you know, beliefs go different places. You go something, but the only to me, the only way to like really achieve past this is to learn all the lessons to become omniscient and then you become the actual universe itself. There's no reason to come back in any state of life. You are life, you are everything. How many times that's gonna take? Well, I mean, that's why we have eternity, you know? And uh, to run it back, to to, to connect it back to the Shonen Jump, a lot of the manga in Shonen Jump, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, they all have these, different versions of this theology this thematic like uh i know in naruto you know the basically they didn't flesh up they didn't flesh it out until boruto but kaguya eats the the fruit from the tree of life equivalent in the series and develops the power of chakra which then gets refined into the powers of ninjutsu and taught to the masses you know so Mm -hmm. we all they all come from this thing and then it's actually from an alien planet and the remnants of it hit Earth kind of like a Planet X Nibiru type of type of story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If y'all know about that. It, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's basically an alien life form type shit comes into contact with humans and gives us the powers that yeah. eventually yeah. become free will. Yeah, it's called, it's called panspermia. It's the panspermia theory, which is also totally true. There's no way panspermia is not real. Well, and, uh, the only problem with anime, I was gonna say most of these anime and manga from the shonen category that got super popular tap into that. And that's oh, just real quick before before I've got to interrupt Marcus because that is a 
samsara is a buddhist idea um exactly what marcus is talking about like you just you got to repeat it's a wheel right it's a mandala wheel that you have to repeat over and over again i found a really funny meme a couple weeks ago where uh it was like uh when you when you have to re-enter samsara after dying and being reborn and it's this beautiful buddhist mandala and uh superimposed over it is that dude from uh, Grand Theft Auto where he's like, oh, shit, here we go oh, again. Oh, shit, here we go again. That's funny. I did, but uh, what I was going to say is like that idea of like aliens came in and, you know, gave us this and this. The only problem I have with that is what, what do we consider aliens? Anything that isn't just walking among us. If it Off came planet. from the sky... Mm-hmm. off planet so if you were a spiritual being that took physical form wouldn't yep. you be an alien yep yeah yep. aliens and like, angels are the same thing yep. yeah yeah like i wasn't trying to make a big point i was just trying to hit that little nail right there like that's where i, I think a lot of people get been uh confused on no i think you're right though dude i think that i, I think that it's important to realize that um i think that christian theology actually has it really correct in that aliens uh slash angels come from the sky and devils slash like hollow earth people come from the underground i think both Mm -hmm. of those things are true i think that there's stuff that lives underneath us like descent style but also more mystical Mm -hmm. and spooky and then there's uh like extraterrestrials that are closer to the angels I have a, I have a, I have well, a theory that there's a whole community inside of the earth and I'd struggle with thinking they're the bad community or that we exiled them and we oppressed them or some bullshit. But this just could have been wake one up or the other. I mean, it could have been both. Slaves. Yeah, right, exactly. that, we, we could be at war with them. That's like the yeah. HG Wells, the time machine, right? It's the, it's the people who are exiled who went under the earth and became monsters. I personally, I have nothing to back this up. But I think they're just evil. <laughs> I just think that they're. Uh, I just think they're bad uh, because it just it slots in nicely to my cosmology. I guess I think that it's just right. like people who do all the fucking cave diving shit. <sighs> Braver than me, dude. You, you number one, you would never catch me. Y'all see that movie, The Descent? You remember that movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have not. It's a it's a cave movie. These girls go into a cave on like a girls trip, which is so fucking. Now that I think about, it, now that I said it out loud, it doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, they go on this trip and they encounter these uh, like. Are there rich dudes there? Queen Latifah go down spelunking. They they basically they find Queen Latifah like, not spelunking nothing. <laughs> Queen Latifah, dude. Based on this movie, she would have gotten stuck for sure. Like she wouldn't have made it to the to the real bad shit. Hell she no. made it through. Um, but they find these uh, tiny, lithe, uh, uh, kind of vicious little blind white goblin creatures that that fuck their shit. It's a great movie. It's very claustrophobic and intense. But that's why you will never in a million. I would I would sooner free solo a cliff than I would go like that deep into a cave so on the underground on on the underground civilization i think it was a month and a half ago maybe two months ago that in china i think it was they had a sinkhole that opened up it's like 600 foot 
like it wasn't a cave. It was just like a straight drop that went down, I think, 600 feet, but had a whole different ecosystem than anywhere else on the world, yes, in sir. the world. Mm-hmm. So the that possibility that something could be within the earth, to me, is completely credible. Like, if this can exist, then why can't um, an organism similar to us or even us dropping down in a past, in the past and evolving in a new ecosystem. How is that so far-fetched? Imagine if we we evolved beyond the use of sunlight so we could effectively not get destroyed by solar flares. Yeah. Oh, I I like that. Ooh, they're they're like survivors, right? Like they're, they're, they're antediluvian survivors of the first big solar flare that wiped out Atlantis and shit. And they're like, you know what? We're going underground. So now they would probably be blind, but... There's uh, I don't think that do you think they'd be gases. blind or do you think they'd be closer to like bats using like echolocation, yeah, they would be, like very they would, yeah, definitely use I, echolocation, but they'd also I mean there's plenty of flammable materials within the earth to figure out torch technology, the same way that humans discovered mm-hmm. fire. Like you'd you'd figure it out also there, basically. Also, so what were we talking about before we got carried away? I know I was speaking, Hall I got earth. carried away in my mind. We're talking yeah. about hollow earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So in China, they found that pit. I mean, it had trees. It had a whole ecosystem. The only thing we don't know if it had animals because they haven't sent anything down into it. Had to. So they don't know if they're like prehistoric animals, animals that developed afterwards that evolved into something else. But the fact that that can exist with it, it started as like a one foot hole in the ground that turned to a sinkhole that opened it up. So with a one foot hole, a whole ecosystem with trees, every grass, different vegetations can form. Why can't different vegetations uh, grow if you go a little deeper? Because we already know there are organisms that don't need sun to grow. There are plants that don't need sun to grow. Yep. Um, So... I would think that ties into the major theme that, that is in a lot of those shown in anime and like Final Fantasy, like the life stream in it that runs separately of what we think the sun powers a lot of things, and it does. But you know, there's an mm-hmm. alternate energy source somewhere. Well, let, let's just say uh, let's mix the Hollow Earth and the traditional core theory. So, say there is a core, just not as big as what we we're taught to think it is, but that is actually the life energy that trans that goes through the earth, through the magma, through the crust, and actually gives those plants that don't have sunlight life that actually grow. It would be different than say photosynthesis, but it would be you know the same ideology, like but coming from the center, from the ground up instead of from the above down. <clears throat> you I mean, see what I'm saying? The- something's generating heat and generating heat is making energy and we think it's this size if it's smaller that would actually make more sense for hollow earth because it it would open up a lot of room in the inside of the planet to be being powered by this small which could it could leave Mm -hmm. it could leave open layers of separation between civilizations that might be living in the earth and not even know each other yeah 100 percent and the, like the like the idea of small, like 
if we're going to go like cosmic and what really powers say our solar system, our sun is a small sun compared to a lot of different solar systems within just our galaxy. So you're telling me, say you cut the sun in 10 thousandths and you put it in the middle of a planet, wouldn't it still produce enough energy to produce anything? Honestly, it would make sense that it has to. You know, because we know the magma is real. Like, you know, we, we follow dried up volcanoes down deep, but these are canals just that magma pushed through. But, I mean, if it's smaller than what they say it is, then hollow earth gives a real chance of there's a crust to here and then it's hollow and then there's another crust and then, you know, going down to the actual magma layer and uh, core. But, I mean, this is all theoretical, but to me, yeah, I it's an it's interesting. Interesting theory that ties into a lot of the other theories and stuff like that. Yeah. Why? Why would the like the Great Flood? You know, it, it the Great Flood that happens in all of these cultures. We talked about a couple times on the podcast before, but uh, it, it, the Great Flood makes more sense if you have communities of people living underground, which are referenced in the Bible. Um, the Great Flood. Are you religious, Kawasaki? I just it, it's it's like. Let me let me re-ask the question. Let me let me re-ask the question. Are are you more religious or are you more spiritual? I don't practice any specific religion. I'm agnostic. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty agnostic, but I'm pretty knowledgeable about a lot of different religions and I don't discount them. Like I try to take everything as an amalgamation of a bunch of people's different experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why of something like the Great Flood is because it happened in a lot of different religions and mythology. Yeah. Okay. But That's an interesting take on it. I don't yeah, think I've I heard that exact take on it yet. I refuse to be bound by the tenets of any man. It's many man. I like that. Now I think I'm more of a spiritual than religious. Yeah. And um, I'm very close with somebody that like say Christianity. The Christianity that was pushed on me is not the same. Like, uh, she's from Ethiopia. So that's the only country in the entire world that still holds every book in the Bible. And it was never edited, never anything. If something got found, got put in, in the discussion. But when we talk, the difference between what we were taught starts to show. So I think... <sighs> And that's what made me fall out of religion. Now, I've had experiences which confirmed, okay, there's something else. I can't answer what it is, but there's something else. So that's why I like to think I'm more spiritual, because there is something. But uh, like a strict uh, religion, I just don't know, because I haven't been everywhere. I haven't seen every different interpretation of it, so I can't like comment on a like a generalization or something but yeah it, get, it gets real complicated you start going uh east and talking about christianity and not like europe east but like middle east east of that northeast africa like christianity starts to get real complicated on like our ideas of what we 
of what Chris Western Christians think. So it does get interesting. Every every religion to me is true. <laughs> Unless you're an NPC, then you just die. Um, but I, I, I think it genuinely, genuinely depends. I, one thing that I don't see talked about enough is this idea that is this idea that multiple things can be true at the same time. So mm-hmm. there is a, a Christian in my cosmology, there is a Christian line where if you commit yourself to Christianity, you're agreeing to the rule set and you're agreeing mm-hmm. to the consequences, right? Because the yeah. Christian God is a very vengeful God. It's the same. It's the God of yeah. Islam. It's the God of Judaism. Uh but you got to follow those specific flavors in order to accomplish what you think you're going to accomplish. Uh, Buddhism is also real. I mean, samsara is real. It depends entirely in, on Buddhism what, what you buy a, into. I have a question. Isn't Buddhism uh, more of a, a lifestyle than a religion, though? Oh, no. It's 100% a religion. It's uh, It's got its own gods, demons. Uh, it's got circles of hell. It's got uh, an entire... Yes. got imagery. It, imagery it's 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 a whole thing right it's it's reincarnation based because it's derivative of hinduism but uh, i'm about to say i know a little bit about hinduism but buddhism that like y'all are correcting what i thought i just thought it was more of like a a lifestyle more than like something you believe i mean you got to believe a lifestyle buddhism buddhism and hinduism are like christianity and judaism yeah, that's a good way of putting Thank it. You. It's, Thank you. It's that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Buddhism in America is a lifestyle, right? People, uh, I have, yes. I'm not one to talk. I have an ohm tattooed on my arm. So it was my first tattoo. I was 18. But it's more of like a, a lifestyle than a, than a religion. But people, I mean, people get fucking, people are getting genocided in Tibet over different forms of oh, Buddhism, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like it's a, it's a, it's a, like, Buddhism is not this kind of sweet, uh, peaceful, religion that people think it is i mean it's it's the same as any other one people kill themselves over is the prophet jesus or is the prophet muhammad well let's kill each other for two thousand years to figure out who's right right or i guess the winner, the winner will tell the story the winner writes the, the history books <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah. that's facts right there mm-hmm. but, but all right guys i i have to burn out early i hope we can do this very soon yeah, no, I'll probably, uh, I probably I should probably bounce too. Honestly, I should. Yeah, we'll wrap go. this one up. I'm about to say it's nine. I still got about a forty minute drive home. All right. Just trying to, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. Well, this was a good one. It went from Shonen Jump to Hollow Earth to you know reincarnation to religion to the best idea that none of you fuckers who are listening to this are ever going to hear until it becomes a reality. So, oh yeah, we gotta get that. Uh, in. We gotta get that in works. Who's, who's yeah, right? we really do. And um, I'll never, I'll set up we, Zoom so we, I can do right. this when I'm at my house. We'll if y'all have the effects, yeah, so we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. All right, fellas, well, good talking to y'all boys. Y'all have a nice one. I'll catch up with y'all next time. All right, yeah, sir, you too. Have a great day.